This is a news laundry podcast. Welcome to NL Hafta. Hello and welcome to Hafta. Uh, remember to check out our I Pay to Keep News Free campaign. When the public pays, the public is served, and corporates pay, corporates are served. Today on the Hafta, we are missing Anand, but the rest of the gang is here. Would you like to say hello, everybody? Hi, this is Madhu. Hey, Ranjan here. Hey, Zarunav. Hi. Hi, this is Manisha. And of all the things we're going to be discussing, we're going to start with. Uh, report in the rolling stone magazine which had become big when it was published about a rape on a university campus which now it appears never really happened manish you want to go with that first yeah so the rolling stones published a piece last november it was about this very gruesome uh, alleged case of uh, gang rape that happened at a campus fraternity house and it turned out soon after the story came out uh, uh, local reporters started reporting on the story and was found <coughs> there were a lot of loopholes in the story and later it was found that that story wasn't accurate at all and there were uh, in fact it wasn't it wasn't clear whether the guy that the girl had um, claimed, uh, claimed raped, her. raped her even existed so rolling stones put themselves to an external audit and columbia university did it for them and they came out with a report this week which is an excellent piece for all aspiring students of journalism and journalists and editors and editors and editors, and editors yeah. of course because they they take the whole case they investigate into you know how the reporter went around reporting the story what the editors did where the fact checkers went wrong and the crux of the report is that basically this particular reporter depended too much on one source and because the case was so sensitive and she wanted to keep her source engaged in speaking to her for the story she just went along with her uh, you know uh, let go of a lot of things that she shouldn't have and uh, lapses that won't have occurred lapses that wouldn't have occurred if uh, but they were not uh, I, you see this is how i think stories happen wrong hmm. they were not glaring lapses she hmm. was first of all she is not one of those people like jason blair and all the other people who have been caught actually concocting stories yeah she did not concoct a story she went uh, in all sincerity to a girl who had who claimed that she had been raped hmm. and she listened to her Hmm. and w- with sympathy which you would listen to to any one story hmm. i think the holes in the story were were this that for everything that she could have double checked there was a slight block for some reason and she would give up oh no that yeah. didn't happen because of this yeah. and when she asked for a name oh that didn't happen because of this, this so it's not the, that the victim f- didn't wasn't willing to share as much information as would make the story verifiable yeah. i mean the, and, the victim yeah kept, and also you see what happens many or times alleged victims in my experience what's happened to me many times is like when you're trying to get the other side of the story you come to the first roadblock that somebody says not available or milenge kal milenge parso milenge and all that and one, very often when you're in a rush to get the story out you when you meet the first roadblock you chalo rehne do your story to hai Mm. you fall in love with your story and any kind of double checking and all becomes a second hand thing mm. now that double checking we don't even have fact checkers in any news organization that i know of in india hindu has caravan also does yeah yeah, uh, yeah caravan, caravan also has fact but checkers <coughs> that doesn't show darling from the kind of stories they've done no they're <laughs> absolutely defamatory libelous and untrue and we are referring and even after i have emailed <laughs> to a cover story on dr narayan yeah, even after <laughs> i emailed corrections to the woman she says there's a editorial and i'll come to that no but one sec i, I don't no but but, but i don't wrong. think the lapse in rolling stone was a fact checking lapse we yeah. must understand yeah. we are talking about two different things uh, what you're talking about is not what happened in the rolling stone 
The Rolling Stone lapse was not a fact-checking yeah. lapse. The Rolling Stone lapse was a completely different lapse. It had nothing to do with fact-checking. The fact-checking actually... I think it was a politically what sensitive story. It was fact-checking. The lapse in no. Rolling Stone was not... It was that this girl would refuse to give the name of the person who was raping her for whatever she says, I'm scared or whatever it is. Mm. So it wasn't a fact-checking. Her detailing was a bit too accurate, as this report has also said. Fact-checking no, is... Were... Once, because I've been... Uh, I've been fact-checked for a story for... Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, some... Subramaniam, sorry. Saman Subramaniam. No, no, Subramaniam. Saman Subramaniam. Samarth had done a story for uh, The New Yorker and he had interviewed me for that story. And when he had quoted me, I got a call from New York saying, did you yeah, speak to this? I, me also. Now, yeah, so now that is fact-checking. This was not fact-checking. This was basically, she tried to put pressure on this girl to get the rapist's name. She didn't want to give the name. So that is not a fact-checking. And uh, that... And she, the report says that she didn't no, want to at certain stage. Fact-checking covers this. Let me explain. Hmm. Fact-checking covers not only just did you speak to the person. It also covers the fact that if the person is mentioning somebody and the fact-checker says, ask the reporter that you don't... Actually, the fact-checker doesn't usually talk to the director, hmm. to the reporter. They talk to the editor who then double-checks or whatever. That's hmm. usually the format. So the editor is told that the name is not being given. So then it's the editor's job to say that if she's not giving the name, as the fact checker has reported to me, how valid is it? So no, no, that fact checking does not no, no, only the fact cover not, just no, names no, the, or, or words no, or whatever. No, that, that's it not fact checking. No, that is, no, no, it is for that you don't have to verify. She has put in the story that this person is not giving the name. So I think you don't fact checking comes at a latter stage. You make an editorial call whether you want to do the story. It's a fundamental call. I think it's a simple story. If the name has not been given... So it's a fundamental editorial call. It's a fundamental editorial call. I go to a story tomorrow. I go to a story tomorrow about... I have a woman... I have a story about a rape and the woman refuses to you know name the name the rapist and I go to a story and you take a fundamental call as an editor if you want to do the story at all. It's a fundamental call. Whether you believe but the basic the fundamental problem no, was that they did not have the guy. That was the basic fundamental problem, and that's, a, that, that's an editorial call that the editor makes. You know that no, you can't take the no, story. Listen, and they went the, the fact checker raises raises alarms, raises yeah. a, a red flag. That's a, re flag, a fact checker's job. It's mm. not necessarily just checking quotes and the weather, whether it was really sunny that day or not. Mm. They do that also. They check that if somebody's on a sunny morning, they go into the weather thing history. And go and check. Was yeah, it really sunny? The, no, no, listen, no, Madhu, listen. What, what I'm trying to tell you I'm here is... I'm telling you this in terms of how much detail they go into. But let me quote one piece, one paragraph from, from the story, from this report of Rolling Stone. Rolling Stone. It says, Sean Woods, Edelie's primary editor, hmm. might have prevented the effective retraction of Jackie's account by pressing his writer to close the gaps in her reporting. He started his career in music journalism, etc., 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 but... It is up to investigative workers w working on difficult, emotive and contentious stories often have blind spots. It is up to the editors to insist on more phone calls, mm. more travel... That past sentence is the key more sentence time for me. ...until the reporting is complete. Woods yeah. did not... See, editors no. have to do much more. Of course. Yeah, so uh, that was the sentence page. about... Wood. And he said, mm. will... Dana Magi Will Dana, managing editor, might have looked more deeply into the story drug as the, the managing editor. Mm. Deeply into the story drafts he read, spotting the reporting gaps, insisted that they be fixed and insisted that they be fixed. He did not. And Dana Will says, it's on me, I'm responsible. Hmm. So in the end, it's actually the editor who has to sit down with the reporter and check and double check. And it's not a question of 
um, doubting the reporter or questioning their honesty or integrity in doing the story. It's an editor's job to check everything, mm -hmm. since, especially since we don't have fact checkers. You were saying? Um, no, there's, there's a part of the story where they point out that the fact checker did raise, um, you know, questions. When, for example, she couldn't spell her assailant's last mm. name properly and things like that. And they actually say that, um, you know, journal several journalists with decades of collective experience failed to surface and debate problems about their reporting or heed the questions they did receive from a fact-checking colleague. Mm. So what they point out very clearly is that they have a very thorough fact-checking um, system in place. Mm. It's just that... It just slipped case, up. Yeah. And I think the, the, the key thing, I think what also uh, Arunab was saying, and this is something which I, I mean, I don't know how one can solve it because of the environment we live in, is, you know, when she said the case, when she tried to push the girl about the name, then the girl would withdraw. Now, the thing is that if, as a reporter, you believe this girl's been raped, and we've encountered that when it comes to rape, or, you know, child abuse or anything, it's very difficult to scrutinize the victim. Very hard. In that sense. You know, like, for example, if a child came here saying... If you remember, there was a case in Delhi where some children had claimed that they were... Uh, uh, you know, uh, assaulted or abused by this teacher. Do you remember? And then some news channel went and the teacher was, her clothes were ripped and it turned the mob, out to be false. It turned out to be false. But the thing is, at that time, it, like an eight-year-old child comes and says something, you will not question, question yeah. it in the, I mean, you should, but it's a difficult one. I but mean, I know, think it's a very interestingly, difficult one. Interestingly, that's what the piece is about, that she could have been sensitive to the victim or the alleged victim without getting her facts wrong. And one very important thing that they point out is, so what happens is when this girl says that she was raped in that party, she, immediately after that, she meets three friends. And according to the report, the three friends say that, hey, we won't be you know, called, invited to any other fraternity party. You can't go and cry wolf or whatever. You None can't complain about true. this. Yeah. Now, this, when you print this, you are showing those three friends in a bad light. Yeah, it's so the reporter says that one very interesting, important line for everyone that the report says is, the journalistic practice and basic fairness require that if a reporter intends to publish derogatory information about anyone, he or she should seek that person's side of the story. Mm. Now, in this case, the reporter didn't cross-check with those three friends. She could have not asked the girl again and again and probe. I'll give you an example. She could have asked those three friends, that, did you meet her? What happened? What did you say? Uh, I'll give you a really factual example of how a reporter plays it. And you br brought up Caravan. Caravan, or I brought up Caravan. Uh, when they wrote that story uh, on Naresh Trehan, there were many factual mistakes. Full disclosure, that is Madhu's <laughs> husband. <laughs> she made some romantic story about how I was studying uh, journalistic photography in New York and he followed me there and we got married. All bakwas. I told her, I said, this is not true. Mm. We were married in India before we went to New York and then I went to Columbia School of Journalism, so not journalistic photography. That was done in London and that was before I got married. Everything was all wrong. Mm. She says, we've taken an editorial position to not change it. Why? Okay. But exactly. I said, why? You don't want to change the fact? They need not be a position on this. That's okay, a fact. now more dangerous. The, one, the, re the point that I really want to make, which is what happens. She sent uh, emailed questions to Naresh, which mm. he answered. She also sent an email. In that, she said, I'm also bringing in the Justice Verma case, mm. which uh, if you don't have any objections, Naresh said, I don't have any objections, as long as you take my side. Now, what she did was that she took uh, the complaint made by Justice Verma's daughter and took all the allegations there without then 
running those allegations by narration saying that this is this, this is the is allegations what she or said. defend yourself now defend okay. yourself hmm. she just ran the allegations and they were defamatory libelous and completely wrong and she just ran that and when i called her up and i said you know you she says this is very common common response but i told him that i was going to write about the justice verma thing Okay. But you didn't get the but responses from that. But you didn't get the that. specifics. Mm -hmm. So this, I think, is a crucial thing for us to learn. That when you are doing something which looks derogatory to about someone, you need to run that by that. But defence has to be allowed. Chance. Yeah, give them a chance to answer. Mm -hmm. Whether people believe them or not is another story. And you story. have to tell them, explain to them the gravity of the allegations. You can't just say, "I'm going to write about this." Your comments. You have to explain. Now, for example, the specific, though the Manisha specifics have to be given. Manisha what? did that. She sent the specifics on that case that she did. Mm. She sent the specifics. She said what the other people were saying. She repeatedly said that this is these are remarks of a serious nature. Please respond. Mm. And if right. then you refuse not to respond, and then they give respond. a PR then, then. response, then it's not our responsibility because we gave them. But then you run the PR response. Yeah. Now. Then the other example I'd like to give up, give uh, bring up is okay. We have thirteen minutes. We okay, have to move on to the next subject. In huh? um, Monica Lewinsky's case, mm. all right, when the tapes emerged. It was they. Matt Drudge got them. Here up, here through. The Linda uh, Tripp's case, the friends yes, theft phone conversation. Uh, huh. And Newsweek had the same tapes, but they were sitting on them, following old school journalism that the voices have to be verified. Hmm. Are they? Is it really Monica Lewinsky? Is it really Bill Clinton? Is it re or is it really Linda, Linda Tripp? Tripp? And factually correct everything that they were uh, check everything that they were doing, while Newsweek was sitting on the story. And how do you get the other side of the White House on a story like this? Hmm. There's going to be no other side except kill the story. Hmm. There are some stories you you know which are too big to and the person the you're dealing with is so powerful that it's very difficult to get the other side, yeah. which is what happened very often in Telka's case when they were doing Operation Western. So then Matt Drudge runs the story, becomes world famous, all right, and Newsweek loses out on the story. So that's a loss. But Matt Drudge was a one-time story man then. He never did anything again. But, but this entire, sorry. Uh, no, well, I uh, agree. Uh, the, 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 the portion about uh, giving the other side a uh, chance to respond when there's particularly defamatory content, you know, we're going to publish. Oh. But I, 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 well, well, I think that's, that's, that's great practice, but I don't think that's always possible. For example, I think the Radia tapes, you know, when Manu Joseph decided exactly. to run it. Because Thor would have got killed, you know, no one would have run mm. it, you know. Hartosh has spoken Hartosh about, has spoken about, about this, it, has written about it, 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 written Killed. It was a time bomb. Exactly. They tried to get the other side with people in government. Come on. Well, it was so not now, the case in this case, uh, in this story for sure. Yeah. But, but in general... If you compelling documentary evidence, you know, mm. then I suppose you can go ahead with it, you know. Uh, and when you know the story will be killed if you... I think the, the Bill Clinton-Lewinsky story was mm -hmm. compelling evidence, but I think they were holding back because it was the President of the United States of America. If it so, was some senator, they would have run it. Yeah, you have something to say? Should no. we go on to the next subject? No, the next okay, subject. so that's that. One, one, one thing, just a small hmm. thing. You know, like, for example, when corrections are put out generally by newspapers and magazines, it's usually in, a most pat in India, in the most patronizing, ugly fashion, that we stand by a story. If that person is offended, we're, we apologize. Hmm. If. Now, the way Rolling Stone apologized, then they apologized for apologizing so badly. Hmm. All right, hmm. so they, they put in this thing that... Uh, he posted in the face of new information there now appears to be appear to be discrepancies in Jackie's account and we have time we have come to the conclusion that our trust in her was misplaced that language deflected blame 
onto the from the magazine to the victim yeah. Yeah. that we trusted her but correct. then he had to correct it saying that he said i was pretty freaked out i regretted using that phrase pretty quickly early that evening he changed the course in a series of tweets the failure is on us the lapse not on that. her i think it's formidable though that they allowed this audit to happen i don't think in india any not allowed any they asked for it yeah. yeah asked for it and you know yeah i don't think anyone other boss anyone they shared no was the reporter shared all her notes yeah. i think that's no one other the boss through that um, for sure no and i don't know if there's a competent school also in india to be able to but uh, actually, a journalism school like i can't imagine like yeah but, no, but you, you could, could give it to senior journalists you, yeah, you could, for example maybe. you could give it to paranjoy and you could have an internal local you could have an internal local i believe admiral ramdas out of a job <laughs> ask him but uh, <laughs> let's move on to the next but yeah i think when you when it comes to you know a girl who's been raped it's very difficult to say we don't trust you i mean at that stage i'm just saying it would be a tough call to take um Uh, now let's move on to this uh, entire John Oliver Edward Snowden interview. Uh, has everyone seen it? I've seen yep. it. I mean, I forwarded it, so I've seen yeah. it. Yeah. Huh? Yes. So yeah, what did you think? Um, how many of? Because uh, it got a lot of hate, saying that this guy was really nasty and mean. Um, what's his name? Uh, John Oliver. Uh, Ranjan, why don't you start? What do you think? Um, uh, I've said it before. I think that John Oliver's interviews aren't his strongest point. While I absolutely love the rest of his shows, I think that there are points where he comes across as sort of disparaging. almost mm. it's this british sensibility where he comes off as slightly rude and uh, he doesn't seem to be treating his subjects with i don't know the sort of respect i guess they would deserve uh, i felt the same way about the stephen hawking interview the same one with jane goodall and uh, once again with snowden i thought it was good it brought up relevant points in interesting ways mm. um you know he addresses serious issues while using the most ridiculous examples um but in terms of tone i i wasn't I think it was fine. I think the portion uh, I think where a lot of people took offense was uh, when he showed him, you know, a clips of Americans saying we don't know who he is. I think that I think that uh, what he did was uh, that was to make a point about Americans about how blessed they are to mm. everything around them. Mm. I think something similar happened uh, in the Oscars, right? When uh, when uh, I think Sean Penn, you know, when he was giving away the best uh, best director yeah, award, he said, "Who the fuck gave this guy a visa?" visa. Yeah, that was big. He Mexican. wasn't condescending. He was just saying he was that we had a bunch he of was actually a, he was yeah, he was he, making a political statement. statement American people are paranoid about giving giving visas exactly yeah. so i think and this is what uh, john oliver was trying to do too i i think it came across no, I agree. I for me at least so i think it was brilliant it was brilliant yeah i thought it was brilliantly great. and and ask serious questions like he didn't read how can you read thousands and thousands yeah. and there was no time to read and he just released it and and relied on Uh, news organizations to redact it properly. I think someone It's had actually serious. tweeted that these are the most difficult questions that Snowden has ever been asked, and really? they are the most because Snowden has never been asked such difficult questions because otherwise the media has been way Falling, more, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, you know, kind yeah. to him. Hmm. But I think uh, I get what Ranjan is saying. I think um, Snowden's interview was John Oliver. He's really funny, and I, the same thing that he said had John Stewart said it, or had you know Stephen Colbert said it. it wouldn't have sounded mean it's just how he talks and his face i think it comes across as a bit nasty i don't think he means it but that's just a personality thing you can't help that uh, but yeah i, I did come i, I, I saw i saw where that hate was coming I from i think it's uh, it's just that british humor mm. is on the level of nasty for other cultures mm. but for them it's normal Yeah, but but nasty. It's some people's faces only that they can't help it. So I completely empathize with John Oliver. Even when I'm doing my eye agree and I'm being nice to someone, I get so much hate. You are such a condescending bastard. Go to hell. Fuck you and bloody your entire right. family and whatnot. Abhi shakali aisi hai kya kar sakta hai koi? No, so, I think that he he brought up really uh, the two major issues about the American government being in everybody's in- inbox hmm. and 
and uh, emails and SMSs and pictures and Instagrams and everything. And for Americans, privacy is a big issue. In India, privacy is not a big issue. Exactly. Mm. I mean, you, know. you have your mother-in-law sitting at the foot of your bed, you know. You've seen Dam Laga Ke no? Yeah. When they are waiting for Yeah, there are no privacy issues. And somebody says, I akele alone. Why would you want to do anything alone? There always has to be a crowd. So, you know, privacy, I can't imagine in the Indian context any... Uh, anyone risking giving up their whole life, life in their home country to just give this information that you're being spied on. Because mm. in any case, if somebody told the Indian people that you're being spied on, people would say, we know. <laughs> That's <What's> life. new? <laughs> uh, you we have no views that. on the John Oliver interview, Manisha? I quite liked it. I mm. thought that part where he says, where he shows him clips of Americans saying they don't know who the hell Snowden is. It's, I, think he, he, I think Snowden also takes it well. Yeah. You know, when he says uh, he heads WikiLeaks. That's what <laughs> he's in charge of WikiLeaks. He's mm. like, hmm, okay. Mm. Yeah. No, but so this is a, it's a journalistic technique. When I went with, in... To Moscow with VP Singh, I went on the streets and asked Russians. Learned that one huh. phrase: "Who's the in Russian? Who's the prime minister? Who's the prime minister of India?" And every single individual I asked said Rajiv Gandhi. Hmm. Okay, so you ask the question, and then every there was not a single person who said VP Singh. Actually, that's true. I did that in Lok Sabha elections also, in asking what? people if they knew Narendra Modi. And oh, I, I, I thought you said I did that when I was asked who the prime minister. I said Rajiv Gandhi. <laughs> no, many people didn't know Narendra Modi. It's true. Seriously, yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah, I think it's a good device. Okay, before we move on to the Akar Patels, the Hindu, Muslim, most extremists are Hindus or not, there was just this one piece yesterday on the Marathi films being made compulsory from 6 to 9. And something that worried me, and I've seen Rajdeep do this quite often, uh, and it worries me when journalists don't get it. He ended his bit on headlines today saying that uh, my personal view is what's the big deal, you know. Oh, There's please. nothing wrong with Marathi, and I'm not saying this as a Maharashtrian, that Fine, there are so many shows that 20 shows in a multiplex. If one of the shows is Marathi, what's the big deal? So it's and compulsory. What, what worries sorry. me? Nothing should be compulsory. No. What worries me that if he doesn't think it's a big deal, he doesn't get it. And this is not the first time he said this. You know, on things like uh, if someone abuses them too much on Twitter, you know, they say they'll say something very casual about how it should be monitored or how it should be regulated. When it comes to what you want, you ask for a regulation, or you think it's not a big deal. That means you don't get the deal because it is a big deal. I know one show out of 20 is not a big deal. No, it's a big deal. But you don't Just get the principle it. Of, exactly. of a government <clears throat> telling you what to eat, what to see, what to wear. No, the government doesn't tell you whether there's schools or colleges <laughs> tell you what to wear, what not to wear. There are enough politicians who've told women how to dress. Mm. You know, it's so, it's gotten to a, a suffocating stage. Where freedom of speech has become a joke. Freedom, just freedom, not speech. Freedom has become a joke. Mm. Because they're ordering everything. Yeah. Ordering sorry, I missed this news. What was this about? That uh, you have to Marashtra show one Marathi film in every PBR? No, but I want to know Six one to nine, thing. Every multiplex, the, the one prime time show. The thing I would like to ask okay. all of you is that with all the problems that we're facing in terms of health, like the H1N1 epidemic, mm. which has not been fully covered by the press, which is being underreported, and people are dying, and people are really sick, and hospitals are not prepared, there's a shortage of medicine, none of that, that, that is being taken care of. An important land bill, which should be communicated to the people so that there is some uh, response from the people on what they really want, including especially the farmers who will be giving up most of their land, and non... Um, 
non-owner, owner, uh, what do they call? La- uh, Rentiers. People who are working who don't yeah, own yeah, the land. Landless yeah. labor. Yeah, what are they going, how are they going to survive? All these major issues in terms of health, education, you know, all the schools, people not having enough schools to go to, children are going without, you know, sitting at home for four years because they can't get admission. All these major issues. And what are, is our government focusing on? What we can eat, what we can see? What is yeah. this? It is like, it's really the worst nightmare of... Governance. Of, of what people were saying that this is what the BJP government will bring. And they are bringing it. Why? Why aren't they focusing on the governance that they came to power on? That yeah. was what they came to power on. Al- although not- we must point out that one of the technicalities that they did bring up, which, uh, if true, which probably it is, is that these uh, multiplex was given a license on the understanding that there will be one Marathi show that order hasn't been executed or implemented Why should in they 2010. Have that license? No, 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 that's what I'm saying. That's, no, that's what I'm saying. At that time, how do they agree to something like this if that is the fact? In fact, maybe we should. Uh, I'm wondering do this though, story but on this. it could promote regional cinema in some way. So what? So. But it doesn't matter. I mean, no, make your quality I so mean, good that because a lot of independent journalists have said that you know, they'll run uh, it automatically. Independent filmmakers. Sorry. No, this is. I'm sorry. This but is you can't break like, them. Then, this is like then, you know. Then in Bengal, they should have a. Beng- everyone should no, have a. No, like France has this thing that every this. Whatever cinema hall has to show one independent filmmaker's film or a week that no, you have to date because you know these guys enough, can't afford it can't their be a reservation. I'm sorry, there's no quota on this. It's just not acceptable. <laughs> but it's been a demand of filmmakers, independent filmmakers, Which, that PVRs should but, sort of. But I think it, it it goes against the fundamental nature of the freedoms that we talk about and all that. That's what I'm saying. When you say that this. Zabardasti is allowed. Then be ready for other other, mm. other zabardastis. What I'm saying is, losing money. I, I, I would just like to ask, you know, someone like Rajiv, what's the big deal? It's just, you know, one show out of the 20 shows. In that case, out of your 24-hour channel, just give one hour to what the government wants to show. What's the big deal? You got mm. 23 hours to yourself. Give that one hour to the government. You see, it's just a stupid concept. It is, and if you say that's okay, then I worry about no, and a person's when understanding. Voted, when India voted them into power, we were not told they were going to do all this. This mm. was not in their manifesto. Did anyone say in the BJP manifesto that they're going to ban beef, that they're going to uh, put Maharashtran... So I, no, I think they did. They did. Was, it was. was mentioned. It but was. things like this, obviously not. Sorry, the boys haven't said anything at all. I think they like Marathi cinema. <laughs> although, although Arunav is from Assam. <laughs> no, but um, Rajdeep does this fairly often, even when he came to 66A being scrapped. Um, I think... Anything that suits him personally, um, he he will push for it. Anything that doesn't really affect him, he's fine with it happening. So when they were talking about 66A, he was still complaining. He was like, yeah, but you know these Twitter trolls and the abuse. Hmm. I mean, yeah. you're missing the point. You don't get it. Yeah, that, that worries larger, me. You don't get the, the bigger picture. picture. Exactly. And similarly with this, I mean, I get that it probably doesn't affect him. Hmm. So why, why it's such a big deal? Yeah, but that's it's sad. And the second thing uh, which I thought was demonstrated the lowest of lows of journalism was uh, India TV, India News. Uh, this entry of Yograj Singh where he goes hammer and tongs against Dhoni ki Dhoni bheek maangega, bukha hmm. marega, akela marega. He has a grudge no, against no, him. He's a bit off. First time. Yograj Singh is Yograj's father, father hmm. who's a bit off in the head. I, it appears, I, I, I don't know, maybe it's a not the first time he's railed like against Dhoni. Like yeah, no, but, but the problem was, with me was that you could make out that this reporter said, Achha, the murga mil gaya, abhi I'll run this on loop prime time. Ab kuch bhi isse bulwalo. Then he said, haan, aap Ravan ka example derte, wo Ravan wala batao na. They just, yeah, Ravan bhi bahut ghamandi ho gaya tha, aur wo kaise usko dhul chatai Shri Ram ne. 
सो यू नो अ जर्नलिस्ट यू कैन मेक आउट ही इज नॉट डूइंग अ जर्नलिस्ट जॉब ही इज डूइंग वो जो जो टुच्चे होते हैं जो नुक्कड़ पे खड़े अब थप्पड़ मार रहे अब चल थप्पड़ मार यू नो दैट इज वॉट अनफॉर्चुनेटली मैनी जर्नलिस्ट हैव कम टू एंड स्पेशली दीपक चौरसी एंड इज गैंग दैट इज द काइंड ऑफ जर्नलिज्म दे आर बेसिकली रियली नुक्कड़ का टुच्चा मेकिंग समवन फाइट तब उसको थप्पड़ मारा अब ये बोल अब वो बोल एंड इट इज रियली द लोएस्ट ऑफ लोज ऑफ जर्नलिज्म एंड it was demonstrated by them yet again no but it it's not i mean i think it's harsh to restrict it to just them if you look at the media in general we seem to be moving to this age of we have to create a spectacle every day we have to create a spectacle we have to create a problem there has to be something truly outrageous mm. and um, so moving from this to bk singh mm. um bk singh's comment that was taken out of context actually before that we have akar patel's piece also oh. on most extremists in india are not muslim they are hindu uh why don't you go uh, arunab i think it's a reductive piece it's 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 daft i mean much as i don't subscribe to the whole uh, you know whole uh, thing about uh, muslim being the, the religion of terror and this is also equally stupid i mean because this has no context is talking about the, the te- ter- he could call something terrorism in north is called actually it's not even terrorism it's insurgency has is much much multilayered than you know he reduces it to so i think i mean i don't know i mean akar patel He's, he's, I think he's a great writer. I mean, I think at, at, he he has produced some really great pieces at times. But I don't think I don't really, I don't really agree with what he writes. You know, so I don't think I love the piece at all. I think it was a really bad piece, and uh, I think it uh, does no service does does no service at all to you know to break the stereotype about you know Muslims being terrorists. I think it, it's, it's a stupid piece. It's it, it's it I mean, refuses to acknowledge a lot of truths, and it's it's a convenient argument and about this whole number thing. You know, I mean, the the, the truth about the problem with data journalism is that until unless you understand numbers properly Context. and journalists most journalists don't understand numbers you know and because there's always other set of numbers that can prove the opposite story yeah. so Absolutely. you have to and, and so, how so is this survey taken because at what time yeah, exactly because data journalism is much more complex than you know we yeah. think it is you know exactly. so and people don't understand it especially in india i think although in fairness to the piece i mean the the headline which said most extremists in india are not muslim they are hindu the headline did not represent what the piece was saying i think it was a needlessly provocative headline because okay. i read the piece the headline and the headline sounded like an arundhati statement yeah okay. it wasn't yeah. i i don't think that's exactly what he was saying maybe he was but that's not what i got in the piece sorry manisha you were saying i didn't read it fully because it was i don't know so boring. boring but <laughs> but i think I the one no, no, problem no, 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 with the numbers is coming to the numbers he talks about uh, the number of deaths caused due to acts of terrorism right hmm. but those number of deaths are not representative of terrorists so i mean x number of people died but we don't know how many people were behind that act of terror right so you can't say because 39 people are dying because of acts of extremism in northeast hmm it's 39% of people are whatever not muslim terrorists Okay. So what you're saying is the amount of people the de- who died yeah. and the amount of people who behind that act are not. Uh, yeah, so yeah, you can't exactly. say that. That's what numbers, for example, UP, the UP's uh, the UP does not recognize you know drinking deaths of farmers as suicides, you know, or you know they don't come in the larger picture of farmer deaths because of deaths of uh, you know. So you have to understand context like that, you know, because I mean, it's, it's a bigger picture. Farmers' wife kills herself; they don't count. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, because so she's not a landowner. So yeah, yeah and yeah. relying on government data is, anyway, you know, is, is stupid it's, to do data yeah, data stories in India. I don't think it was a strong article at all. They also use. extremism and terrorism interchangeably hmm. even though in one case you're clearly talking about ideological and the other case you're talking about you know hmm. actual physical ex- hmm. terrorist violence right so um, should we move on to uh, vk singh yep now the vk singh versus arnab uh, which has ridiculousness on all sides but uh, uh, just to give everybody an idea what happened uh, vk singh 
made a statement which was obviously in jest or sarcastic where he said that this rescue operation that he was doing was not as exciting as uh, visit. his yeah. visit to the Pakistani embassy. How, sorry, how many people did they rescue? Over 4,000 Indians rescued so far. Wow, mm. okay. Yeah. And um, so he was overseeing this personally. Oh, sorry, where was he? Sana. Is that how you pronounce it? How do you pronounce it? The, the, the place where the rescue... Yeah, Sana. 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 So, yeah. So, yeah, what do you think? Let's start, Madhu. What did you think of this entire jagada between... Did you, by the way, watch Times now that evening? When they went at him? When they went at uh, VK General VK No. What did they okay. do? <clears throat> so basically they started did this hashtag saying VK Singh... Um, sorry, the hashtag said uh, VK Singh fail, fail or something. Oh. VK Singh fail. VK Singh why fail. Why were they making him fail? And they were saying that, look, our uh, you know junior minister uh, has said that it is more exciting to visit the Pakistani embassy for a party than rescue Indians. So they twisted Which, it around. No, what they said was accurate, but it was it was sarcastic. He didn't mean it. Hmm. And not only did they run this whole show around that, even ABP picked it up. You know, so it was that's just so stupid. You know, you and that is just that that, that is what you're talking about, uh, Ranjan. Yeah. But I don't think, uh, in the first place, I don't think VK Singh should have tweeted something so. No, this was no, just no, an interview. He was saying. Tweet, no, no, he's tweeting. The prestitute, yeah, that no, came. We are coming to act three, after. right now we're on act one. I this see. is like a Shakespearean tragedy. <laughs> we have to see end me con kiska khun karega. General Singh, Arnab ka ki Arnab General Singh. Act one me yeah. Act, okay, act one. Uh, VK Singh makes a satirical statement. Act two, Times Now says, Dekh ab hum tera kya karte hain. Act three, VK Singh reacts to that by calling press prostitutes. Now we are waiting for Act 4 and 5. Yeah. I actually think there was a prologue. I don't think Arnav ever forgot, forgave VK Singh for not telling him whether he was going to the Park Day celebration. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's absolutely right. You know, I'm discovering that the, the, uh, a lot of the fighting and arguments that's going on between journalists, senior, senior journalists... It's personal. Is, is personal. Not it, ideological. No, no, not ideological, but like, this one pipped my interview with so-and-so, that one pipped my interview, and the amount of... And we know that, huh. that people <laughs> pipping our interviews. Yeah, of course. They're doing it. They cut your legs off from each other. So what huh. do you do? Uh, Siago, Arnab, what did you think of uh, uh, your... Uh, Ar- Arunab, uh, sorry, Arnab and you are not related anyway, no? No, not as far <laughs> as I know. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I, to be honest, I don't watch Arnav anymore after the whole cricket thing. Huh. But yeah, this, this is obvious that uh, VK Singh was being sarcastic. And I think Arnav, I think as the as the, one of those pieces about him noted, I think Arnav understands TV really well and uh, what the Indian middle class likes. You know, a lot of drama, a lot of noise. And that works. I mean, he, he has the highest numbers. I think he, he, was, he has been great and there are many issues where he's still great. But I think he has, there's a borderline of becoming Jerry Springer. Mm. Yeah, mm. and you so, have to really be careful of that because he started a great genre, and there've been many imitators who haven't been able to copy him, and he's really great sometimes. But there comes a point. I think he's reached a peak where he should now consider doing <coughs> more balanced shows. That instead of bringing crazy hawks from Pakistan on camera, he should get maybe some reasonable. Then what's the fun? This is like mm. this yeah. is like BJP said. If we secular, banja, then what differentiates <laughs> us from Congress? Oh, so, usi tarah agar wo barkha ban jaye then what differentiates him also i don't know why barkha ban jayegi kuch aur barkha on the way out uh, was just saying this the other day is like he keeps pushing this limit and so every day you have to outdo yourself 
So at a certain point, you're just in sort of insane territory. Yeah. I mean, you reach that because you can't come back I, from the night. Sorry, thing, but Madhu, just tell us what happened after that. Huh? Yeah, no one knows what. Okay. So after Arnab went hammer and tongs, then General V.K. Singh tweeted. He said, friends, what do you expect from prostitutes? Yeah. Last time, Arnab thought there was O in the place of E. Hashtag Times Now Disaster. Yeah. So he thought he was going to start a hashtag of Times Now Disaster from Shame on Times Now. Yeah. Which which actually we did. did. We did. Which did. It trend. Because when the right wing goes at something, they go at something. Yeah. So that is there. But the thing is that I think that it's unfair at this mm. stage to... Okay, so that means... VK saying all politicians are corrupt. Are we going to say yeah, that? I think it is a completely stupid. Are we going tweet. to say that? Uh, he had won the, he wandered around. He had easily wandered around because politicians or mm. prostitutes. Yeah, I think. See, I don't think VK. I don't think it's not. It's just now. It's old hat. Prostitutes is a very tired term. Uh, it yeah. is done and done and it's over. No, but and I now get real. VK Singh is not a very sensible or smart or or nuanced. Let's not say he's not smart, but he's. He's not cut out for public office. He just says... But possibly, can you imagine yeah. he has he's, a finger on it for so long? He's not cut out for public office. I he agree with that. I don't think he's cut out for public... But just one thing that I want to point out, and uh, uh, Barkha has put out these, this set of tweets. Hmm. I don't agree with General VK saying choice of words, but equally true that channel under attack vilifies others, including media, without a pause. So while media... So, two, uh, so <gasps> this is again like what you said. Ek, join... Join forces with Ek, no. Although she's saying that she's saying general VK Singh, it was bad. But now, no. The, what I want to point oh, out there's is no something. No, I'll do it. That's the whole point. Second, I just want to point out something. But equally true that channel under attack. Okay. So while media closes ranks against VK Singh, Howard also standing up to the pompous name calling, including of journos on said channel. Don't think mm -hmm. VK Singh should use the words he did. Don't think the shrill channel attacking him had any business using hashtag they did. The point that I'm trying to make is that. The Shrill Channel, has he, name calling has, of journal on said channel, has he, has including he, media of that channel. channel Dude, just fucking say times now. You know what my problem with the media is, which is why Madhu we set up news laundry. हम नाम नहीं लेंगे उसका. हम कुछ भी बोलेंगे. हम नुकड़ में खड़े होके बोलेंगे. वो जी त्वाड़ी वो साढ़े मोहल्ले चेक कोई रहन्दा है. मैं जानती हूँ बड़ा ही इंजवर गायोग. There's nothing wrong in, and the same thing with Rajdeep. He lag out some tweet, some journalists. Abhi say which journalist you're talking about. Na kya jata. You know this whole, I don't think it's cool or dignified. What's the point you're making? Everyone knows who you're talking about, but by saying their name does what? I mean, this is like my Taiji from Jalandhar would talk like this. Like, what, what's the deal? Okay, I finished my rant. Maybe she is Huh. No, I mean, Barkha's been going at this for ages, but I think, especially with this VK Singh thing, it's a case of my enemy's enemy is my friend. I don't think and that's what she's saying, in all fairness to her. She is being as critical of General VK Singh here as she is of Arnab. My only problem is, while you can name VK Singh, why can't you not? She hasn't said a particular general who holds a particular office. <laughs> she has said General VK Singh. No, VK why can't Singh, you say the same thing to General Times General now? General VK Singh name Arnab. He named the channel. No. He's not naming Arnab. Everyone's scared of Arnab. Nobody's saying Arnab. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I just think, why, why don't journalists name each other or channels? There's nothing wrong in it. Especially mm -hmm. if they're attacking them. Yeah. Then be open. But then, I can understand that sort of jijak. Achha. Hmm. Well, it hasn't stopped you, Madhu. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't said a word. Is it because we're talking about Arnab? Arunab? 
No, I did, right? Okay. Uh, I think uh, it's kind of sad, though, though, in all of this. We I mean, yeah, what I think the whole thing about Aldo when she says, you know, I think it, it's, it's unfortunate that two of the country's most well-known journalists, perhaps, you know, Barkha and Arnav, you know, they think that their, their personal rivalry is more important than... Because the whole prestige term has a bigger connotation in this in, in this mm. discussion, you know, because the whole news trader, news trader, you know, prestige, you know, think about this government attacking, you know, journalists, you know. So I think the fact that she thinks, you know, I, I, I don't agree with you when you say that. I think she was, in a way, I don't think she, she was as critical as... and Because you're, in, in a way, condoning what VK Singh said. Mm. That's what oh. she did. Barkha. I don't think she's condoning. She, 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 she is. She's saying although, you know. No, what she says, I disagree. She says that clearly. She does. She, but I think it's the, the, although I disagree with VK Singh, I think, I think, I don't know, man. Like, I, I think the I fact think it's that... just because you're from Assam and Arnav is from Assam. I think that's why it's, this is... No, I hate Arnav with passion. <laughs> I'll tell you, there is a... There, I hate Arnav, what a guy. You'll never get a job in time now. Uh, there is a, an old school journalism position also, which I think, as my, for my age, I should bring it in which is, it was slightly more hypocritical that in the old days, editors used to go head to head, lock horns, do all this, owners with owners, say, you know, one news organization against another, and it still goes on. But um, uh, when they meet socially, they're very polite. Mm. They, there was no, there's no Twitter, of course, in, in their lives. And if it is, it's only for promoting their, their news organizations. And they keep the pers personal thing, a, a lid on the personal remarks but they are cutting each other's legs off all the time. Now, mm. in this, what is, what is happening is that because of Twitter, it would not have happened if it wasn't for Twitter. True. Nobody I would agree. be writing a letter to Times Now or vice versa to NDTV complaining about anything. It would just be, ignore it, it'll blow over. And it used to. But now with this Twitter, it's creating a kind of a public it. Manisha, what do you think? Do you think uh, uh, Barkha was batting for General VK Singh at the expense of Arnav? Uh, I don't think so. But I just think about this whole thing, I think it's just a little sad that in all of this, for these, uh, yesterday and today, we're just talking, Twitter and the mainstream media is talking about this. And there's a serious agrarian crisis in Uttar Pradesh where about 100 farmers have committed suicide. Close yeah. to 100. Uh, government figures is at, I think, 35, and opposition says 75. This is right in your backyard, and nobody's bothered to talk about it. And one MP today has said that it's because of personal reasons. What personal? 75 farmers 75 committed suicide because got, they're all having personal problems. Crisis. Yeah, because they're yeah. drinking problems, so, so that's... So, I mean, at, at a certain problem. level, you need to leave. I mean, you need to... I, I don't think it deserves a having hashtag a prime or a primetime debate, time discussion. Yeah, a primetime so debate on... I've urban person. I do have friends who are farmers who are not wealthy or whatever mm. and one farmer told me that he has lost three crops this has been the They're worst wiped out. this this mm. unseasonal rain has rains, been so yeah. bad for <coughs> wiped out completely so yeah i think that definitely required prime time and not general vk singh's tweet yeah but now we've got act one where uh, the general makes a sarcastic comment act two when Arnab goes at the general, Act 3, where the general calls Arnab prostitute, and now, Act 4 and 5, we will see... Arnab, your move. Thank you so much for joining us. Remember, support independent media of your choice. Doesn't have to be us, but do support independent media. Because when the public pays, the public is served. When corporates pay, corporates are served. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter. Write into us with your comments. And anyone has anything to say before we say goodbye? It would be nice if somebody, if people wrote in, 
to uh, ask us to discuss whatever issues they'd like to hear. Yeah, that'd be nice. And if, and if anyone wants to join us, uh, please email us. Yeah. yeah. Uh, email us at contact at newslaundry.com and tweet to us on our News Laundry Twitter handle. We're also on Facebook. Uh, so send in suggestions, feedback and requests. Thank you. Catch all new episodes of NL Hafta on newslaundry.com and follow us on Twitter and Facebook.